Joining us today on the Linder Farm Network, Dr. Scott Jensen, candidate for governor in Minnesota. And Dr. Jensen, we wanted to visit with you about a number of issues that are impacting agriculture. I guess at the top of the list is Minnesota being tied to California clean car standards. And it appears now they may soon vote on a ban to diesel, a banning diesel-powered trucks. Um, and for the future of ethanol and biodiesel, uh, if, if no liquid fuels are allowed to be sold in Minnesota, that certainly would not be good news. What's your take? What do you want to do if you're governor? Essentially, what we're seeing is a willingness on the part of Tim Walls to try to drive Minnesota to become California. And it makes no sense. We're, we need to allow our technology to keep pace with our wants. And right now, that's not happening. We literally are pandering politically and making irresponsible decisions that will undercut our agricultural economy. And I'm, I'm terribly disappointed because we've hooked our wagon simply because Tim Walls wanted to do this to California car mandates. And they have continued to increasingly put in place more and more rigid restrictions. To the point where by 2035, all electric, all vehicles sold new have to be electric vehicles, that they're going to restrict internal combustion engine um, equipment that would potentially impact profoundly on every walk of a Minnesota life. It makes no sense at all. And, and Tim Walsh hasn't responded to it. And, and Lynn, if I could just add one other thing. I'm, I came out with a 10-point plan uh, about three months ago on energy, and in it, I called for an ending of the moratorium on nuclear power plants. Tim Walls didn't say a word to this. And yet in 2008, he stood next to Eric Paulson when they were both in Congress and called for the Minnesota legislature to end the moratorium on nuclear power plants. It's just political with Tim Walls. And what we're giving up is we're giving up excellence. And the victims of these policies are clearly agriculture Farmers are in, literally, the, the target hairs of Tim Walz's policies. So right now, uh, ethanol, obviously a big industry for the state, over 20 ethanol plants, biodiesel, uh, uh, obviously a very big, big uh, economic engine for Minnesota. What's your take? What would, how much do you or how would you support the ethanol and biodiesel industry? I think we need to expand uh, the biofuel industry so that we could have uh, E15 uh, pumped at all stations. Right now, many service stations don't have that capacity. Uh, a, a bill has been put forward, and it's been supported by conservatives and agriculture-based uh, industries throughout the state. I think we need to do that. The biofuels burn cleaner, more efficiently, and support the agribusiness economy. That's what we need to be doing. A letter went out from the uh, Minnesota Pollution Control Agency encouraging people to have meatless Monday and not eat as much meat for climate change um, using taxpayer money. Uh, this is something that doesn't sit very well with most farmers and I think with a lot of people. Uh, what's your take? What would you do? I think we need to pause and ask ourselves, where did this come from? Who thought of the idea that because of concerns regarding climate change, we should say, let's have meatless Mondays. I was insulted by this, and actually last 
I think it was last Monday night, eight, seven, eight days ago, um, we went ahead and we had a, uh, we were having a rally in Apple Valley or Egan, and Matt Burke and I both, on video, enjoyed meat sandwiches. He had brisket and pork, and I had pork, and we wanted to make a clear statement that this is what we think of the MPCA's political pandering and insulting of the agribusiness. I, I'm not buying it at all. I don't think it makes any sense, and I think, I think farmers and agricultural industries have the right to be absolutely offended. So how do you get these uh, the government agencies to be farmer-friendly? We heard a lot of lip service about that prior to uh, the current administration. It doesn't seem that anything has changed. Can you make it change if you're governor? Lynn, it starts at the top, and the buck stops at, at my desk. Without question, we will have commissioners who are more, if you will, consultative, and facilitative rather than punitive and heavy-handed. It isn't just the MPCA. We see the same thing with the DNR. We see the same kind of behavior with the Met Council. It's astonishing the way Minnesotans are being rigidly controlled by departments and agencies that are supposed to be service-oriented, and it's not happening. I think a classic case in point is the frequently capricious determination of what constitutes a buffer zone, whereby a farmer is told that a certain amount of land has to be taken out of production because this represents an area where we need to create a buffer zone. Makes no sense at all, and yet it's happening left and right. This has got to stop. You know, rural Minnesota is seeing an increase in crime, just like Minneapolis, and I know uh, virtually all of the major ag groups that had meetings in downtown Minneapolis now have moved those out state. Um, it just appears that there's more and more problems with crime. And I've, I've heard from farmers who are getting gas stolen from their farm. Um, what do we need to do about this if you're governor? I think we need to recognize that whatever we incentivize, we're going to get more of. And essentially, Tim Walls and his policies and his appointments and his lack of judges following mandated minimum census has incentivized crime. Oftentimes with the carjacking, we're seeing young people recruited to do it because the people who are the ringleaders know that the young people won't be put in jail. We have seen a lawlessness creep across Minnesota, and I think we're seeing the tip of the iceberg. Criminals are becoming ever more creative in terms of what can we steal, what can we do, what can we get away with. And with Tim Walls, frankly, there's no limit. You might start with catalytic converters. You might move to gas. You'll take the whole vehicle. And along the way, people are getting hurt. Economies are being destroyed. And Tim Walls is posturing. I think Minnesotans need to recognize that Ilhan Omar in 2020 in June said that police are a cancer and they need to be dismantled and defunded. And within a few short weeks after that, Tim Walls came out and endorsed Ilhan Omar and said, this is the woman that we need to represent Minnesota in Congress. Tim Walls and Ilhan Omar have both had, had the same attitude towards the work that police and lawkeepers do, and we need to stop that, and Tim Walls will not. He will pander. He will say some statements during a campaign, but his heart's not in it.
And a big issue for everyone right now, including farmers, is inflation and gas prices, where we've seen pumping in North Dakota not happening uh, to the extent that it, it was before. Energy independence, it's a national issue, but it hits right close to home here. Lynn, Joe Biden has depleted our strategic petroleum reserves to a level that it hasn't been this low in 40 years. This is a huge issue. Inflation is problematic, and Joe Biden is trying to take a shortcut to, during a political campaign season, mitigate it a little bit. But the bottom line is, we are energy dependent in a way we haven't been in a long time. And this weakens America. It weakens the agricultural economy. And we need to stop it. And right now, Tim Walls has come out with a energy, excuse me, a carbon-free electrical grid by 2040, which will, on average, increase the average cost per household in Minnesota. approximately every year for the next 28 years. This is what Tim Walz's carbon-free energy plan is doing, and it is astonishing. And what about the polls right now? What's happening? Well, that's encouraging, Lynn. We now are down about two and a half points. That's within the margin of error. It's essentially, if you will, a dead heat. Tim Walls is out campaigning today for more funds, and he's telling his people, this is a dead heat, we're in trouble. And I think he is. And I think part of the reason he is is because of his policies, but he's also had this very casual attitude about waste, fraud, and abuse. And I think Minnesotans recognize that this is problematic. $250 million is probably going to be the floor of the amount of waste through this Feeding Our Future program. And Tim Walls has now decided that he's going to use a judge as the scapegoat. And astonishingly, the judge came out and said, don't you dare tell Minnesota that I did this or that, because that's a barefaced lie. And I think that a lot of Minnesotans are standing back wondering, what in the world has happened? Tim Walls has said, fraud invade the daycare program, and the inspector general for that investigation, when she was called on the carpet, was simply moved to another department, allowed to keep her six-figure salary. No disciplinary action was taken. Then we had the millions of dollars to support the homeless that didn't help the homeless. Now we have $250 million at least absconded by 48 ringleaders that have been indicted by the federal government. This is astonishing. The excellence that Minnesota has been known for in the past regarding government is absolutely gone. Didn't we build a gigantic morgue, too, that was never used during COVID? We did. That morgue was silly on numerous levels, Lynn, and a lot of people don't realize that when Tim Walls decided to do that, we ended up seeing the state sell the building back now. I think the net loss was about a million dollars. But when I heard of that, I remember getting on the phone and calling hospital administrators. I called funeral directors. And I said, do you have a concern that we have cadavers stacking up in our hospital morgues and in our funeral homes and that we need a building dedicated to holding on to cadavers? 
and there was no concern. Where this, where this idea came from is just outlandish. 